Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, your new captain Some coming in hot. <laughs> bit, bit rusty on the buttons. It's only been a couple of episodes, but uh, hopefully uh, the original captain won't notice that one. Um, Jobba, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. I just logged into Meta before the show just to check what was uh, <laughs> happening in the news. So I'm really good. What a week, no. huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Ronnie, what about you? You're a fucking boomer. Yeah. It's not I'm Meta. Like, the holding company's called Meta. It's still Facebook, mate. I'm fast moving. I can hell. The, the oh. Metas, I think yeah, it is. Do we call Instagram Meta as well? Uh, <laughs> keep up, we'll get left behind, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Now I've got that off my chest. I'm, be- I'm much yeah. better. Yeah, I could see that one building up a bit. Now, good, yeah. good. Glad to hear we've all got a bit of bit of venting out. Um, do you want to do you want to crack on with some some more positive news actually for you here, Sam? If you want to you want to get into that. Yeah, the best news of the week, and that is Antonio Conte is in. He is in charge of Tottenham, and I've been just frothing at this. But I guess what I what I would like to know is what do you think is a successful season for Conte now that he's got the job, Jobber? Frothing. 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 Yeah, okay. I was going to pull him yeah, up yeah. on that too. I'm, I'm not sure that's acceptable in today's world. But all right, Sam, I'll let you off the hook. Um, acceptable finish for Conte is top four straight up. But I want to know, I'm saying top four, but what sort of lies has Daniel Levy told him to get him in the door? Uh, that he'll have control over the finances. He'll sign some players. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> won't be fired in a month. Whatever he's had to do to bring his reputation back up, that's what he, that's always always done. Daniel, he's just like, get Conti in no matter what. Like, I can't believe how quickly it all went through. I honestly thought we'd have maybe one or two games of, of Ryan Mason in charge. Yeah. Like he, him fiddling about, trying to sort out a fucking, like, scrape him over the coals, get everything out of him. Trying to earn the respect of his former peers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's the biggest battle for him. I, I genuinely thought, like last weekend, I was absolutely convinced in my heart of hearts that Antonio Conte was going to be the manager of Manchester United. I feel like he got into England and then someone stuck a bag over his head and was like, oh, bad news. It's actually Spurs. Do you remember? Yeah. I, 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 I think what we didn't realize is that that game of the weekend, the loser wins Antonio Conte. So we yeah. lost, so we get him, all right? You guys so can't the, have him. The winner actually lost probably <laughs> yeah. in this game of things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Fucking brutal. But look, what a what a coup um, for a, cl- a club that seemed to be sort of directionless and going nowhere. You've picked up like a manager who just immediately demands respect. I think he has the third or fourth highest win percentage in Premier League history. It's like 67% only trailing like Pep and Sir Alex. Unbelievable. It's pretty good. Sort of does happen though when you can't you manage Chelsea for two seasons and in one of those seasons you win the win the title. But still very impressive nonetheless. I, like he's he is like when we when we're going through all the preseason stuff and we're like oh who will we get who are we not get and I think we all agreed at the time we're like there's no way Conte's going to Spurs because oh. Spurs aren't that aren't a big enough club like they're not there yet but somehow we've managed to get him in I don't know how but I'm very happy about it. I've got another one of those things thrown back job at where you said what did they say to him to get him in the door? Um, Daniel Levy said just in a, in a text message, "I'm a hands off manager." 
and, <laughs> and I think there must have been something lost in translation there. So <laughs> maybe they did, yeah. How do you feel about an Amazon documentary? <laughs> yeah, free smokes every yeah. match. <laughs> no, no, Harry. Harry's happy to be here. I don't care what you say. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, apparently he did actually watch the Amazon documentary and it obviously shows a bit more of the insights into Tottenham's operating procedures and it got him more interested in the job. So it's a fat, a fat check got him over the line. Sure, he wasn't watching Ted Lasso. So the, the real powerful, <laughs> the real, the real powerful bald man in the world got got Conte into Tottenham. But yeah, yeah, always looking out for each other. They are, they are the baldies. Uh, great to have him in, and very interested to see how he goes in his first game against Vitesse Arnhem in the Europa Conference League tomorrow. Massive, massive shift of him. That that doesn't win fire. <laughs> I love how they actually had to confirm as well. They're like, uh, Conte will be in the dugout for this game. Like, there was a question. He's like, nah, I'm not turning up for that as my first one. So, Barney, Antonio Conte hasn't been a manager for, what, uh, a year? He left into no, 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 no. last he left year. Into, well, yeah, so half a half, not half even half season. season. He might even he may not even know what the Conference League is. Yeah, well, I still of, don't really know what it is. All <laughs> popped off after he sort of left Inter. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. But he's probably like, why the fuck am I going here on a Friday? Yeah, just to like add to Thursday, that, what, actually not knowing what the Conference League is. What day do they play? Like, where can I watch the same as your same as your Europa League? Okay, and what 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 yeah. outlet could I watch that on? Uh, for all the Australian fans out there, I believe it's Stan Sport. It is on. Okay, it is on Stan. Yeah, um, you got to go towards the back. Sure. It's, yeah, and Jabba. So Europa League's on there too, just to confirm from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just behind Will and Grace <laughs> on Stan. So if you're looking for it, <laughs> you are a massive fan. Every so episode ever, by the way. <laughs> all righty. Uh, next one we wanted to touch on was Neil Warnock has broken the record for the most games managed in the English professional leagues. I believe it's 1,067 games he's been in charge of across a, a large, large number of teams. Do we have a list? Uh, if you guys want to riff for a bit, I can I can uh, give you, yeah, get you a will, list Yeah, we will, because I think when he started his <laughs> managerial career, um, I'm not sure if record-keeping was a common practice, but um, it's probably good news for English football because he did overtake Dario Grady, I believe. Um, and I'm not sure if you're big into your English football history, but his is a name that you probably don't want popping up on any lists. Mm, they're um, not big on the uh, the foreigners so much. Uh, no, no, he's he, I believe he is English, but it's more oh, just around some... Um, I haven't heard that name in ages. Yeah, he, he was at Crew Alexander forever. But mm. um, actually, I think, he, I think he was Italian, to be honest, but he was at Crew Alexander Sounds for Italian. ages. And his, um, the way he finished his career was less than ideal. Refresh my uh, memory. Uh, allegations of abuse of a yep. of a minor kind. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so uh, probably good that that, all right, let's move on to yeah, probably Neil, good that, Neil Warnock's teams he's managed. <laughs> probably good that Neil. Go on, Barney. Give us some teams. Sheffield United. In classic F-pop form, we Middles don't touch a- any of those subjects. Uh, so teams, he started in 1980. Bloody hell. That's a long time. Mm. You'd have to have, yeah. So 40 years he's been managing. He started at Gainsborough Trinity who I'm not mm. even sure if they're a team anymore. But then went that to can't count. Burton, sure. Albion, Scarborough, Notts County, Torquay United, where he didn't even last a year, uh, Huddersfield, Plymouth Argyle, Oldham Athletic, Bury, uh, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, Queen's Park Rangers, Leeds United, Crystal Palace again, uh, QPR again, 
as a caretaker. Then Rotherham United, Cardiff City, and Middlesbrough, where he currently is now. So 21, sorry, not 21, 16 clubs. I'm just counting on my hands. I lost count of my hands. Uh, That's like, what, 60 games fingers, per club? How many fingers do you have? <laughs> Only <laughs> some two hands. A lot of, a lot of arms <laughs> on fingers. Um, no, but it took so me a while. Go yeah. No, no, I was going to say that. Listen to the, the list of clubs there. He kind of yeah, started obviously very low and arguably mm. non-existent anymore and made his way, yeah, obviously up and then he, he's dropped off a little well, bit the, there towards the, the end. But that's a pretty good record. The uh, Cardiff City job was the only time he ever managed in the Premier League. Yeah, um, that's still, of all that that's still pretty good. Yeah, no, but, uh, but he um, his longest stint ever as well was uh, back in 89 to 93 for Notts County and it was only four years. So... Never stuck around anywhere too long, but if you go onto YouTube, there's some classic highlights of him. Oh, sorry, no, he was at Sheffield for eight years as well. But he's a classic highlights of his team talks and halftime talks if you want some inspirational quotes. I might go dig him out just as a small celebration. A little bit so, of a celebrate, Neil. Just a bit of quick math. You said there were 16 teams. Mm-hmm. That's 62 and a half games per team. So that's about one championship season. <laughs> Per team. <laughs> I think it's 48 games in the championship season, but I take no, it. feels like a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Hang around long. Like let's, Barney. Talk, let's get into the last one here. And Donny van der Beek is expecting a baby not to get his first start of the season. That is, for any of those United fans out there who want to see him playing, unfortunate for them. And Jobba, I quickly want to touch on this. Who will get a start for United first, Donny van der Beek or his baby? <laughs> He's now got more kids and starts this year. That's what oh. I'm saying. Uh, so at least it now he's got like like some good stuff to do on the bench. Like you see him right over his notepad, jotting down baby names, something like that. Yeah, at least um, he's scoring somewhere. Uh. <laughs> I, know, I know one name he definitely won't be calling it, and that will not be Ollie. Do you reckon he'd know, if you were him, would you call your or, kid after Ronaldo? What about Bruno van der Beek? Rumor is he's calling his, his kid's first name will be Fred. Fred no, <laughs> After Fred. the man who's keeping him out of the squad somehow. <laughs> Fred Scott Vanderbeek. Fred or Paul, yeah. <laughs> Very continental and English at the same time. All right, yeah. let's get straight into the first set of games we want to look at. And this was the Champions League that's just finished up this morning. Uh, we had first game here, Chelsea won Malmo of Sweden, I believe, nil. Um Again, pretty straightforward, standard win for Chelsea. We weren't expecting much exciting here. Probably the only thing we didn't see was more goals, um, but a good win for Chelsea. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much would agree with that. I expected more goals. A little bit disappointed there wasn't any, but yeah, it was pretty, very, very comfortable for Chelsea. Yeah, um, and I don't think you can let the scoreline deceive you here. This was extremely one-sided. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only the fact that there was one goal was what was surprising at this day. Absolutely smacked me. Chelsea had about 20-odd shots. Malmo mustered zero on target and really didn't look like much. Um, so it just basically Chelsea just purring along quite and easily. Nice little assist there for Callum Hudson-Odoi as well. To show that was a, a mm. awesome ball across the box, that was. But um, Pulisic also missed an open goal. That was that was bad towards the end. the best around. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, yeah. Didn't look too good. All right. Next one we had here, and they've fucking done it again. Atalanta 2, yeah. Man United 2. Hey. Why? Why? <laughs> Pulled one out of your ass just, again. 
Why why can they not just fucking lose? Don't hit us with that good teams get a result on a bad day shit either. <laughs> no, and I won't. Jammy good... teams do. <laughs> Jammy fucks. Um, it helps when you have a guy who scored like a thousand career goals that just... And the good thing about it too was both of the goals were like in injury time of the respective half. Yeah, plus so one. So just like, yeah, just that bit extra. But um, I actually am interested in your perspective, uh, oddly enough. So the performance of Eric Bailly... Everyone's saying like amazing, fantastic, and I just don't agree. I no. just don't. He he's he would be so hard to play with. And for the first goal, I feel like he's at fault because he's actually on the wrong side of Zapata. Like there's a bit of a deflection, but he's on the wrong side of him already. And then Zapata slips he, in behind. He goes. Mm. He's so rash in that first goal as well. He like he goes yeah. into. Like really, really deep in with Zapata when he doesn't need to initially go so quickly, and then yeah. he gets caught out massively with the deflection. Like deflection, you can't see that coming, but you don't need to commit that much to that. But so, yeah, same with like the... really gone. Yeah, go. No, you go. Go on. I've got. I'm going to go. No, I was going to say that he. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. All right, I, I'm a quick one here. I, I just think he yeah he overestimates his ability, like his physical ability, a lot of the time, and and that's where he gets caught out. Like he. He'll he'll jump in when he shouldn't, or yeah, he'll he'll push too high when he shouldn't, um, and overcommit when he when he but, thinks he, he'll have the, yeah. I think it's the same for the second goal. Like I know Harry Maguire's mm. been hung out, but he's only like half a step behind the line. So you're like, meh. Like everyone's like, oh, look at him, you know, eighty million defender. He's half a step behind Luke Shaw, but Eric Bailly is in front of Zapata. Why, yeah. why is he in front of the striker at that point? Like, and and it's not as though there's like a massive gap there. If he's behind, then Zapata's okay. Like he's not. Harry Maguire's not playing him on side. Bye's just where he should be. Hmm. Like I feel like he he just because he made like a sweet block, everyone's like, oh, Eric Bye's the answer. He's so good. And I'm like, he's just not. He's not. No, I don't. To be honest, this isn't this isn't really having to dig at United because I hate him. It's more <laughs> I just am not convinced by any of the centre backs at United at the moment. And I think the only one that is like the only pairing I've seen anything good from was a I think it was a Lindelof Harry Maguire. One recently, but mm. it was just like I, I'm not convinced on them on on any given day. Really, I just I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what Ver- it is. Verano's been okay, but yeah, he's also yeah. he's, even he's been caught out, more few, of him. caught out a few times. I don't know if it's necessarily his fault or like you know the system and the players around him. But Jobber, they went with three at the back. United did, and did this actually help the situation at all? Or did Oli just know that Adelance were going to play that and thought I'll just copy and paste? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I say he uh, spoke to the Atlanta manager pre-game. Was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I was going to do that too." <laughs> no, it didn't. I don't think it solved anything. And it's we still ended up in that same weird conundrum with the centre midfielders too. And it sort of was uh, potentially beneficial for the centre back slightly, but then Varane got injured anyway. Um, and it, but it like it didn't play well for Luke Shaw or Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I think he's probably been watching some Tommy Tuchel clips as well, and he thought, "Well, I wouldn't mind having to go at that," but it's not. It's not conducive to the players United have. And Scolzi went in on Pogba after the game, mm. didn't he? Did you catch that? Yeah. He was saying it, it will be, even when he's 35, he'll still be stud rolling, which is a term I'd never even heard of before, but stud rolling no. the ball, holding off players, showing how strong he is, but he won't have achieved anything. Yeah, I Thank thought that you. was a, I thought that was a lineup of attractive gents. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, that, there was a chance for Zapata in the first half. Um, there was just 100% Pogba's fault. So Pogba like does a stud roll thing. You know how he puts his arm out and holds players off? Like he does it Tries too to. often. He does yeah. that when no one's there. Yeah, and it's like to and show how strong spots. he is. He does it in his yeah. defensive third too, yeah, which is yeah. just 
and he's yeah. at the top of the 18-yard box. His body shape was towards the goal, and he just lost the ball, and then there was a good chance. Like, it's – I think – I feel like Paul Scholes' commentary was like – I know he's had a pretty rough time, Scholes, but it was pretty bang on. <laughs> like, Maybe Paul, Paul Pogba <laughs> in the last five years just seems that, like he hasn't learned anything. Well, they, the way they explained it was, was pretty good, I think, with the – it's about the players who are around him. They're like at Juve, he had like your, your Perlos, your um, Benucci's and, and stuff like that at the back and um, who would have been getting in his ear, even Ronaldo when he was there. Oh, no, wait, they weren't there at the same time, were they? Well, no, Pogba would have been in the no, youth no, system they're... when Ronaldo was starting out, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I suppose, Barney, just to wrap up on this one, so a wonderful assist from Bruno Fernandes, but we've just come to expect that so we can gloss over it a little bit and then a cracking finish from Ronaldo. But just rattle off the table for the group for me. Just quickly. For that group, it yeah, is group F. currently Man United on top. Yeah, nice. With the people who beat you in the final of the Europa League last year, Yellow Submarine, Villarreal, also on seven points. Could be without a manager by the next round, but so watch that space. No, he's already said he's staying. Mm, he's, sounds he sounds like a come and get me. <laughs> yeah, sounds like group to just barely be on cash. top of, though, yeah. Yeah. So who? So who? United got left. They've got, they've got Villarreal and Shawno's uh, favorite young boys. Yeah. Um, Tough left. finish. So, is it young boys away as well? Uh, no, at home. At home. So thank God. Oh, so that's uh, a banana could, skin for you, boys. You could it take is. that that group and make it the Euro Europa League semi final. Remainers, fixtures, and that'll be it. That's perfect. <laughs> Conference, but I think I think United from this position should make the second round. So they're two points up on Atalanta, yeah. five points. They need to win one of those two games, or I think even if they avoid defeat next round, they potentially could go through. But like win one, and you're basically through. Job, weren't you in this situation last year? No, no, the situation was much better for Manchester United. Um, I believe oh, you're that, even further ahead. Yeah, I think else. we beat PSG and we might have beat RB Leipzig as well, and then managed to somehow miss out because we lost the third game to um, Istanbul Bakashihir, I think, and then managed to fall out after beating uh, PSG okay. and RB. Smashed RB actually. It was like five. I just remember when you guys got relegated. When you got relegated to the <laughs> Europa League, it was like they couldn't get relegated to it, and then they did. Ah, mm. oh, we'll figure, so, we'll figure something out. <laughs> Onto a team yeah, that's yeah. miles ahead in a, in a tougher group. Let's. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you can see he's not sour about it at all. Liverpool 2, Atletico Madrid 0, and Atletico Madrid went down to 10 men early. Did this really affect the game, though, Josh? Uh, I don't think... I mean, yes and no. I mean, a red card always does. I was going to more... I don't think it would have affected the result. I want to ask more about... Because uh, it was a straight red for... Felipe, yeah. What I, I assumed I, I, was a textbook yellow. I watched it like two minutes ago again because I was like, what happened? What did there? I miss? And so I watched it live and I was like, I thought he was going to give him a yellow, but then when he was walking off, he's like, actually, I'm going to give him a red. Like, I'm going to give him two yellows at once. Did he give Suarez a yellow? He gave Suarez a yellow as well. I thought, I thought it was like he'd just sort of been like, I'm giving you two yellows, but I'm just going to, you know, save time here and just give you a red. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because like, it's like one to scent and yeah. one to the foul. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but there was like, there's absolutely no way knowing that's a red card. No, it must have been yeah, it must have been something like that because you watch a, it and it's, yeah, it's just an ankle tap. Because I was like, oh, maybe if you look closely, he stomped on his ankle, but he doesn't. He just kind of kicks it, so it's just yeah, a it's yellow. A classic professional foul. Yeah, like yeah, it's a really obvious the, one. The only but, thing I feel like is slightly different from that than uh, a normal professional foul is he sort of goes to ankle tap him and then he thinks about it for longer and then he 
taps him. So I don't know if the ref, if the ref saw that as like he's like, um, it wasn't even like a snap action. It was like he's even thought about it more premeditated. Not that that really changes the like the outcome or what it was. But it's just like that's the only justification I could see for the ref maybe doing what he did, but it still probably should have just been a yellow. And you I see think, how shocked they were when there was a red. Yeah, I think it's the most uh, cynical, obvious uh, professional foul I've ever seen, but I still think every like <laughs> foul like that should just be yellow. Like it doesn't matter yeah. where it's on the field or not, whether it's like a, you know, a subtle shoulder check mm. or like an, a really obvious like kicking of the ankle. It's just it's the same thing. Like, I think so it I was it was a bit it was extremely harsh, but that game was already going in the direction it was going. Oh, in. Yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool were just straight ahead of them in every sense. Um, an excellent cross for Alexander Arnold for the first goal, and then a really bad shot for the second. <laughs> but the lead up, like the lead up from Mane, just like the strength, the poise, and then the push on, like just just shows how I don't know how ruthless and effective this team can be. I think that that little bit with Mana, yeah, where he'd had that shrug off and stuff like that and kept going, was there was that and a little bit of extra stuff throughout the game that maybe built to that, like, you know, heavier ankle tap from Felipe later on, perhaps. Like, he's a bit, yeah. bit sour there, so you just wanted to... Because Mane had broken away from him again, and by the time he ankle clipped in, the ball was 10, 15 yards away from, from the contest. I was thinking that watching the Liverpool game, I was like, because you watch Liverpool and you're like, they're in possession... They knock it around a bit and and they're pretty aggressive, but they don't like they're not super clean with everything. Like they'll miss a pass, they'll miss a touch, they do that, but they're just so relentless and so clinical. They get it back that you a second just, later. Yeah, you get it back straight away, and then yeah. you just like, oh, bugger, let's just go straight at goal. Let's just let's just go for goal. And they and you guys are more clinical this season than probably any other season I've seen. Yeah, just like you're you're taking you know that season you won the league. It was like. You were score. You were shooting like thirty shots a game, but maybe only getting like two goals. Whereas now you see yeah. like you're shooting less and scoring more. We conceded a lot less that year too, I think. So that um, yeah, yeah. Whereas now we're having to outshoot score teams. But it's weird, Barney, mm. because you feel like I feel the same. I feel like they're always on top of teams, but like the way that they attack, if you looked at it from like a like an efficiency perspective, like they're not really efficient type chances. You think like putting yeah. balls into the box, but then you look at Jotter, he's five foot nothing. And he's getting on the end of stuff because, like, he often to, does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eighty percent of his goals this season have been headers. Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine if they signed Chris Wood; he'd score forty. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's yeah, it's the like transfer not, windows coming up. When you compare it to like Saint Man City's more methodical and way cleaner, like passing and stuff in that final third, it is a lot more erratic. And and they seem to be best when it, when the game is in that little bit of flux where there's transitions between attack and defense, either on a counter attack or like you said, Barney, they they miss hit a pass. The other team half clears it, but then it transitions back to an attack for Liverpool, and that's where they get a lot of teams. Where, where the team's like half pushing out, and yeah. Alexander Arnold whips one in behind, but all the strikers are ready for it. And more direct with their passing as well. They move yeah. forward quicker than most teams. All right, but, buddy, uh, let's, let's move on to this yeah, next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's enough for Liverpool. Man City this is the one four. you want to put 10, mi- 10 minutes into a job, all right? Yeah, Man City 4, Bruges 1. Oh, my. What a surprise. <laughs> Who saw this one coming? Boring. Yeah, Mare's got on the score sheet again. He's got eight goals this season, and he's played about two games. And a header, he, wasn't he? It? Ne- he never, he yeah. never plays. But it keeps getting goals, which is good uh, for him. But uh, yeah, like you said, pretty stock standard win. Nothing really super exciting here. Nice ball for the first goal from Cancelo across to Foden. Outside of that, pretty straightforward. Yeah, the Brilliant. only interesting yeah. thing in this game is the fact that RB Leipzig haven't won a game in this group. At all. They have one point. So they're not even going to make it into the <laughs> did, Europa League. 
just on that, that was, a, that was a way more exciting game. The Did you see how bad some of that PSG defending was in that first 20 minutes? They were terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Horrendous. <laughs> so bad. And this is RB Leipzig who uh, haven't won a game yet. And, no, they, and Donnarumma saved a pen as well. That was a bad <laughs> that pen. That was such a bad, bad pen. pen. It yeah. was a bad pen, oh. but then they end up equalizing from a pen. But, like, they're going to go out with a whimper. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, he's not long for that job, Jesse oh. Marsh. Wait, and I have to bring this up, and I know we didn't have it on the running order, but did you see the? Did you see Kimpembe's foul for that pen? Uh, yeah. Wait, I, I watched so it the this cross, morning. So the cross comes in. This is probably the 88th minute in the game. The cross comes in from Arby Leipzig over the back, and Kimpembe goes up for the header probably the day before. Oh, the specky. Yeah, and he just sort of yeah, hangs yeah, on, on him. about like, three players. <laughs> and you're like watching it, you're live, and you're like, well, that's a pen. And then the ref's like, got to go to VAR and have a look. Yeah. And I was like, you don't need to go to VAR. He's like hanging over his I back. Know. It was so weird. I don't know what he was thinking. Even in AFL, that <laughs> would be a free kick. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. All righty, let's get into the Premier League. We've got some big matches coming up this weekend, and we'll start with a belter. It's the Manchester Derby. It's United versus City. This is a big one because this could be bad for United. Jabba, <laughs> what, 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 what's wrong? You, you're, you're squirming in your cheek. Aren't you <laughs> I'm squirming a little bit. You yeah. are hating this segment. <laughs> so is Ollie. Really, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those weird ones. But So Manchester United, I think it, I'm going to actually have to look this up because I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. But I think in the last four games between Manchester United and Manchester City, Manchester United haven't lost any in the last four league games. Really? Don't worry about that. League Cup carry. I think you got the double over him last year, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, we did. And then the year before, Scotty McTominay scored from the car park. Um, and He's been we good this season. Knocked him over as well. Been very good this season. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I, I feel as though United uh, sort of kind of set up in a way that can almost beat City, but they've just been so diabolical the last couple of weeks that. You just can't see it happening. And with Ronaldo up top, like you can't really counter at speed either. Um, so I just don't see how United can get anywhere near them in this game. Yeah, but you kind of, like any derby, even if you're like arguably not severely, but you are the underdog, you always go in with that anything can happen on the day type thing. I yeah, know like I feel, Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, Liverpool, many United's <laughs> one like that too. Even like obviously most of the time now we're more the favourites the last couple of years but previous to that when it was always Manchester United every time you go into it I'll be like yeah but we could easily win this it just it just doesn't matter so yeah it's very I still true. think City are going to pump you we're all going to end up in the same spot here yeah but be optimistic that was that was my prediction for the uh, the Liverpool United game is that it was going to be United could actually pip them and, and you know get something out of it potentially and how wrong was I and so with that, I'm going to go for Man City to pump United this fixture. I think. I want to say United could pinch something, maybe, but I just, I really just can't in my head figure out how. They can. It's just that, like, the probability is very, very low. Of yeah. That just, just, and the other thing is, too, is I think we're not talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting sacked after he loses this game anymore, which worries me as well. <laughs> um, like, it's so just. Another thing to just add to your woes. Um, is a very high chance that if you lose or draw this game, you'll go below Arsenal on the ladder. That is embarrassing, <laughs> considering that we're already below them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come, jo- come join us, Java. Yeah, now, Spur- now Spurs have got a real manager. Arsenal's above you. I ju- yeah, it, there's there's only Brighton three are looking points. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah, three points between two teams, but I just think the golf is so big. I can't see Manchester not winning. Fair. 
To be fair, I think after this weekend, Manchester United could technically drop down to 11th. Oh, it really did, mate. Which would be <laughs> hilarious. I'd love to see it. <laughs> bottom <laughs> bottom half. I'd screenshot the shit table. out of that. Yeah, I know, I know how the table works, mate. Just let's move on. <laughs> That'll be my wallpaper. I'll talk to you about stats after this as well, Joe. All right. Let's go to the next one here. We've got Chelsea versus Burnley uh, at Stamford Bridge. So I'm guessing this is going to be a shellacking from Chelsea and then they'll lock it up for the second half when they already have won it. Yeah. Uh, uh, is Romelu Lukaku back for this one? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was actually more of a significant injury than what it was uh, potentially first thought. So I know Pulisic had been out for a while injured and then he, he came back this week in the Champions League, but uh, Rom, not sure. I think with Werner potentially still out as well. Doesn't seem to be affecting him at all. They're still absolutely dominating. Um, probably That's probably been the most impressive part of Chelsea this season is that they've rotated the squad so heavily and still leading the league. It doesn't really seem to matter for them. Um, and I think if Lukaku was back, we discussed off-air that they'd probably chuck him in at left back so he could get a couple of goals. Yeah, left left wing back, I hear. Left wing back, yep. Yeah. All right, so uh, for a tip from me, I think Chelsea buy a few. But um, interesting stat here, Barney. I know you're quite negative in your viewing, but none of the 14 <laughs> Premier League meetings between Chelsea and Burnley have ended nil all. So you can rule that out now. <laughs> really? You, really? You'd love that, wouldn't you, Barney? Yeah. you love a nil all. Um, uh, I reckon 2 0 Chelsea. Yeah, I see 2 or 3 0 for Chelsea here. They won't concede. They've only conceded three for the season. Not going to concede one to Chris Wood and the boys. Alrighty. Next one we've got here Crystal Palace versus Wolves. Uh, and this is a very interesting. How did this make the running order? Well, <laughs> it, was that I, gonna... Bre- it was that of Brentford and Norwich. So what do you want, mate? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out here and say this is going to be the most entertaining game of the weekend. I agree. I agree. It could very all well right, be that. All right, right. All right. And that's why it's in the running order. Yeah, yeah. yeah diamond yeah, yeah. in the rough here. I've, I think Wolves have gotten better and better and better each week under Bruno Lush. Um, and I, I, I genuinely enjoy watching the play. And then Patrick Vieira has his, like, unbelievably proven everyone wrong with the amount of draws they've got. So I think this has got a uh, it's got a late equaliser written all over it. So Palace have six draws and Wolves will be good enough to only have one. So something's got to give. I like think three all draw, you calling? Uh, maybe two all? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. I think in the last five games, uh, Wolves actually have the best record out of anyone in the league. So they've won four, lost one. So they're the form team, the comp, and they're moving the way out the table. So, yeah, I see Wolves um, potentially winning this one out. But, I mean, with Crystal Palace's record, it could definitely be a score draw here. Uh, and for fantasy, I'm really hoping Conor Gallagher steps up. And I will bring yeah. the team this week and not leave him on the bench 13 points. So you can guarantee that one. You may as well enjoy the phrase too, Barney, because um, you'll never use it again, which is Crystal Palace coming off a win against Manchester City. Yeah, very yep, true. That's a good one. Well, I mean, it could happen again. You never know. All righty. Let's move on to the next one here. Everton versus Tottenham. Antonio's first game in charge. How will he fare? Do you reckon, Jobber? How did this make the running order? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was looking through the list. I'm like, that, cut it, cut it, cut it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I Sean's not here, so I, we don't have to do that Leicester shit either. I do the running order, and don't you ever fucking question it again, all right? Or you'll be um, out of this pod. No, so in this one, so it's two teams who, um, in my opinion, my humble opinion, are kind of out of form. So Everton have been Agree. quite dreadful the last couple of weeks, um, very disappointing after a fairly good start, and Tottenham have been absolutely shithouse. 
Um, <laughs> so true. So, so true. So Everton oh. have not won in four and Spurs have just been diabolical. But if one man can get a tune out of them, it's Antonio Conte. So I'm expecting a big response from Spurs here and I think they'll win this by quite a few and we might see Michael Keane back running on marbles. <laughs> yeah, I think that's there's a chance of that. No matter who they're playing, you just uh, you just flip a coin on any given Sunday. I think um, this one. I hate to pull this term out too often, but this one could be a six pointer again, boys. This this is what we like to call a classic <laughs> mid table six pointer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get many of them in the season. Yeah. <laughs> Ninth versus tenth. Classic. This is where the real Premier League happens. This is the battle. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was just looking at the Spurs. table again. Yeah. And I couldn't believe Spurs got an, a minus seven goal difference, conceded 16 already. That's one, of, that's one of the worst goal differences in the whole competition. That's terrible. That's yeah. shocking. So, but- Barney, let me throw some stats at you. So Everton have won just one of their last 17 Premier League games against Tottenham. So they've drawn eight, lost eight, but they did beat them 1-0 last year. Um, after losing three consecutive Premier League away games against Everton between 11 and 12, Spurs are now unbeaten in their last eight visits to Goodison Park. It's a place you want. It's a good game for uh, Conte to come in on then. Good record. Yeah, I, do you think Antonio Conte gives would be you get one of the biggest manager bounces, new manager bounces out of someone like Conte because he would really rev you up and you get like you naturally get a bit of a manager bounce and then he would just be even like times times two like he just rev him up so much. He apparently gave an inspired speech on the first day he was at the uh, at the training ground. So who knows what could happen. I, I think you mm. get like a big a big aggression bounce, but I think the way that he yeah. sets the te- like the, he's a very like probably underrated technically astute manager. Like in the way he gets that three five two, like that takes time. Like and he's got to find the right pieces for him to play the way that he wants to. So I think that'll take time, but I do think you will see like a a, a lift in spirit. But I think you'll see some like uncomfortable tactical nuances going on with Tottenham as well, where you might see some players getting a bit confused and not being where he wants them to be. But I think like aggression and desire and that'll come, but you might see like you might, they might look a bit uncomfortable out there. You could get so caught like, out because you out of position players sort of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like Eric Dyer on a normal weekend. Yeah. But like, if you think about it, if Antonio Conte goes with his three, five, two, like who's your two wing backs? Like you got regular on one side and then who's your right wing Emerson. back? Emerson. Oh, oh, okay. But I, like I'm talking about the first team. <laughs> oh, He's actually probably been one of our better players this season. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. and that's not saying much at all. Potentially, no. and then you got the three centre backs, which would be, um, and again, first team only or first team Premier League quality only. And <laughs> well, between you know, us and United, it's hard to find one. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> God, they might drop himself in there, For but under like, hundred mil. But yeah, I think yeah. like the the point is like you, you might not yet have the cattle that he wants for those roles. Yeah, um, oh, no, we, we we definitely won't. But he's got to do something <laughs> until then, right? So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite intrigued to see what he does with End on Belay because he's a bloke who you're watching. You're like, wow, for 50 minutes he can just really do something. He um, does not fit Antonio Conte's system <laughs> at all. One iota, not not at all. He's, he's he's the first guy out. I reckon him and yeah. Ali are potentially the first two out. Oh, Ali's always like Ali. fodder for a new manager, isn't he? Do you reckon there'll be a couple of four sale signs on the bibs for the boys on the bench on the weekend? <laughs> Potentially. It's going to be really, really tough for Levy because he's going to want like Conte to play them so then they'll get value, but Conte's not going to listen to him at all and just be like, mm, <laughs> academies, go train with the academy boys. It can only <laughs> end well, can't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should be looking for a new manager in winter. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I, I see. I see Spurs 
winning this one as well, just with the new manager and the, the, how they roll out. I think they'll be good enough for the win. All righty, let's move on to Leeds versus Leicester. And uh, after all that good form they were in, Leicester, they threw it all away last week with a pretty poor performance and did not look like themselves at all. Is this a chance for Leeds to to get one? And they really need one at the moment. Two wins and 17th on the table. Josh, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, I was going to say that exact same sort of thing. If, uh, if there is going to be a chance for Leeds, it kind of... Regardless of who they're playing, it has to be now. And so coming up against Leicester, who are a bit out of form, sitting mid-table, yeah, they they definitely need to... They can't lose. Leeds just can't lose here. So I feel like they're the way they play, they'll have that doggedness about them to just battle and, and at least get a draw. Um, yeah, I, I could see this ending in a score draw. 2-2-2? Two, two, two. Yeah, you could see that. So I think you I, do what you're... It, if I was a betting man, I'd be steering well clear of this game. Ooh, I, yeah. just, I just Definitely. do not mm, know yeah. which Leicester City are going to turn up on You are weekend. a betting man, Job. Yeah, not in this respect. Um, so <laughs> I'm very much – but I just don't – like Leeds beat Norwich, but I think every team in the Premier League should beat Norwich and some of the higher teams in the Championship should too. Um, but – Patrick Bamford is back for Leeds. So I think that's a big deal. Like I think that'll give him a bit more directness in front of goal. Obviously, with Rafinha and Rodrigo, you probably just don't get the same um, goal-scoring ability. But Leeds have, Leeds have been pretty dogged for the start of the season. So I I really don't know how this one's going to go. But I think I'm going to put – I'm going to say Leeds for the upset here. Yeah. yeah. I could see that happening as well because, like, you saw last week Arsenal – put the pressure on early to Leicester and they really just fell away. And a little bit of that was probably they just weren't ready for it. But like we know that's how Leeds like to play high pressure, you know, high press. So you could see some Leicester mistakes in the back line and they could sneak a goal or two. It's just whether they can stop Leicester scoring, um, which on their current form, they probably can't. So hmm. uh, yeah, I see score draw here potentially leads with the upset, but I don't know if they've got enough to get the upset over Leicester. This could be a pretty. I think this could be a pretty entertaining one from like a, a neutral, not a and not a like a not like a entertaining one. As in the the quality of the match is going to be awesome and teams out playing each other, but there's going to be some pretty hilarious mistakes and plenty of goals <laughs> to entertain the neutral fans. So I might check this one out. Exciting things happening. Alrighty, let's move on to Arsenal versus Watford, and it pains me to say it, but Arsenal are a team in form at the moment. Uh, they haven't lost in five. They've won the last two. No, sorry, they won the last one. I think they had a draw before that, but they've won three of those five. They're looking good. They're looking like a team that sort of know knows what they're doing, which for them is you know a, a big get. So against coming up against Watford, how do we see this one panning out, Joe? Right, it's straightforward for Arsenal. I think it is straightforward for Arsenal. Arsenal's probably in the uh, – I don't know what they are in the form table, but for an actual spectacle of teams to watch, I would have Arsenal in the top three in the league right now. Really enjoying their energy and desire, especially what you're getting from Saka and Smith-Rowe. Uh, Partey and Gabriel have also been immense, and Benny White has started to come into some form as well, and I just don't think Watford are very good. Got the new manager bounce, smacked Everton, and then were pretty average against Southampton and undone by a Che Adams special. I just can't see them beating Arsenal in current form. No, I agree. I think um, I think Arsenal will keep a clean sheet and I would like to see Smith Rowe get another goal. Been enjoying watching him. And I think they're going to uh, 2 or 3 nil. Be comfortable. Ha- have not been enjoying how short his socks are though. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like Yuck. that style, but he's the only player, maybe the exception of Jack Grealish because his cars are fantastic, 
But he's the only player that I don't hate it on or don't immediately hate because he does it because it's the way he he glides across the field and just dribbles through plays. It's just it's something to watch. Yeah. I, I like Ronaldo I like, could do it because he's like, quite industrious too. I like my socks high and my shin pads small. And that's how <laughs> yeah. I like my players to play. I, Get off the field if you're going to shove them into your shin pads like that. Disgusting. Yeah, Barney, that's not particularly woke. But since losing against West <laughs> Brom and Newcastle in 2011, Arsenal are unbeaten in their last 31 Premier League home games against promoted sides, which bodes well for the Gunners. And they're also in red-hot form and could potentially go above Manchester United. So I've got them winning by three or four here. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think, yeah. I think Watford's defensive issues are sorted. So they could ship a few goals here. And Arsenal are purring at the moment. Uh, last one we've got here, it could also be another another candidate for best game of the weekend. Could be lots going on here. Two teams that know how to score and uh, not necessarily the best defensive teams either. West Ham versus Liverpool at the London Stadium. Josh, how, you think your boys can get over here or are they going to – might be a bit touch and go for a bit? I hope, I hope what so. Do, what do we think? Um... Yeah, I mean, having played Champions League and stuff like that during the week could obviously take a toll. I'd like to say that Liverpool will get the win, but I don't think it's going to be clean and I think they're going to cop goals. I reckon it's going to be like 3-2 or 2-1, I think. But it's going to be a tough one. Job? Yeah, look, so typically Liverpool get a bit of a leg up from the league here. So um, West Ham have to play Conference League tomorrow, I believe, or they play last week. No, they're, no playing, Barney, they're, playing this, they're playing this week. No, okay. they're, they're, they're in the Europa League, mate. They're not in the same league as Tottenham. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so in Europa League. Ahead. Well, typically yeah. they've got a game on Sunday, so Liverpool get an immediate leg up there. But I have been doing some reading over the weekend um, back on the meta, Barney. Do you know and, how to um, read? Declan Rice is the best player in the universe ever. So I did see uh, that. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be important. He's only been dispossessed with the ball once, but on the weekend he actually misplaced a bunch of passes. But he is very good. And <laughs> that I'm, doesn't count. No, I'm really interested to see this one for the contrast of styles. Obviously, we spoke before about how Liverpool have that like high press style, which is really great to watch. And West Ham, very defensive unit, and particularly good on the counter with the likes of Jared Bowen, Mikel Antonio, um, Fornells is very good at sort of getting the play moving quickly. Plus, Rice driving out of defence, so they could be. They seem to have a style that would be conducive to like exploiting Liverpool a little bit. But obviously, you have to be—you have to have a bunch of things go your way as well. But I would love to see a West Ham win here. I'd like to see the uh, the battle of the unstoppable force, which is Mikel Antonio versus the immovable object, which is Van Dyke, and just see those two hit each other and, and see if the universe doesn't fall in on itself. Yeah, I think that will be that will be a good battle up front. It definitely will be. I think. Um... It'll also be a good battle in the midfield too with obviously Declan Rice, the best player in the universe um, and someone who doesn't ever put a foot wrong apparently this season, going up against a much higher pressing type midfield where he might actually have to pay, play some more intricate passes going forward. He, like if, he, if he's just constantly playing square and backwards passes, um, then Jordan Henderson's <laughs> going to do that twice <laughs> as good as him and then you're going to have Fabinho breathing down your neck. So. So I want to lay a couple of stats on you boys because I can do Please this. Please do. Um, so only reigning Premier League champions Manchester City and reigning European champions Chelsea have earned more points in the Premier League in 2021 than West Ham, who have 62. This is already the most points West Ham have won a single calendar year in the competition. And since a run of six defeats in seven Premier League games in February and March, Liverpool are unbeaten in their last 20 league games, scoring at least once in all of those 20 games. 50 so goals in total. 
So in English, what does that what result does that give us? Doesn't really move us anywhere, but it just shows that <laughs> shows that I've too many, oh, too many mate, convoluted should, stats there. Shows that I've prepared page, well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, you just Google, no, you just Google search the preview for the match and like what's the quickest <laughs> five stats I can find. <laughs> what can help us out here? Nothing. Um, both teams in great form, but I, God, I would love it if West Ham could pinch something here. Maybe a Declan Rice Thunderbolt. Oof, that I'd cry if that happened. I cry. I actually think West Ham could potentially win this here and could be uh, Liverpool's first defeat of the season. Uh, yeah. You have a bit shaky. You have drawn four, so there's potential for it. Yeah, but, uh, a couple yeah, it's that we be, It's going to be a yeah. tough one. There's going to be a lot of things that, like Jobber said, that have to go right for West Ham to win here. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I hate, the fact, that, I hate the fact that Liverpool haven't lost yet. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> more draws than Crystal Palace. Do you hate that more than the fact that you don't have a better a new manager? What's what's your yeah, bit? What's focus on your own Jeez. stuff, mate? Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> I say Liverpool lose or you sign a, a good manager? Oh, that's a rock and hard place, isn't it? I think. Oh, you have to take a new manager, uh, but you can't. You have to lose soon. Obviously, that's the caveat. We're going to lose Ollie soon when he goes to film the new uh, filming filming the new Lord of the Rings TV series <laughs> when he plays Gollum. <laughs> I you going to say like Norwegian James Bond. Yeah. I never thought of that. He does look like... Like Andy Serkis, um, so Andy Serkis, so yeah. much. Okay. Oh, God. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode and jump and go through his top three hates in life in depth. <laughs> all righty. That is all we've got for the for the show. Jubber, where can they catch us? And you will read the emails I've heard. Uh, yeah, so email footballpodonpaper at gmail.com. Facebook, pending obviously, uh, at Football Played on Paper, but we'll see how that goes this week with the various works at Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> at Football Played on Paper, and Twitter, at Football on Pods. Sam. Where can they find us on the meta? <laughs> uh, I don't think you, <laughs> I don't know if you find something on the meta. You just become oh, part sorry. of it. So, oh, I'm so confused. Yeah, that's yeah, data. You've, got to, you've, you've got to put it, put it on the meta. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to come the, listen to my... On the line. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come listen to my new data podcast, I'll be launching shortly. I'll be touching on right. data and privacy. <laughs> and crypto. All right. All right, you boys, shut up. I'll catch us later. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. <laughs> <laughs>